What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. What's up? What's happening, skaters? Welcome back. Episode six. Six has always been a number that felt lucky to me. And let me tell you, recently, I am feeling like I could use all the luck I can get because my partner and I are shopping for our first home. (laughs) Talk about the full spectrum of emotions. There is the anticipation. There is the excitement. There is the nerves that make me want to throw up as I pour over all of the financial spreadsheets. And mostly there is the sense of urgency. You see, we live in a city with a very competitive housing market and an extremely low rental vacancy rate. There is a sense of uncertainty in most housing where we are, so the thought of owning where we live has a ton of renewed appeal. With this, we create the perfect storm for some strong-ass feelings of impatience. Would you describe yourself as a patient person, skater? For me, it is something I have fought against in my adult life. I know I was not always a patient person. I get too excited when I'm anticipating things to come for better or for worse. (laughs) I'm complimented on being a patient person a lot though, which I find surprising, especially as I see how my patience plummets each time we see a house that we like coming off of the market. The thing is, I am patient with people. (laughs) I am deeply patient with service staff, retail staff, friends, and coworkers. But when it comes to changes in circumstances, I can feel that patience begin to evaporate as I start to vibrate with anxious energy at hummingbird levels. But I am working on it, and I want to share some of that work with you so that you too might learn to skate through your own impatience. Are we ready? Let's do it. When I think about patience as a concept, I think a lot about anxiety. Anxiety is the space of living inside of future projections of what might happen next in our lives. The projecting, reprojecting, and obsessive preoccupation with what is going to happen. That has been in many ways my experience with anxiety anyway. A buzzing, a tightness in my chest, a constricting in my throat, all over circumstances that I'm not entirely sure are even going to happen. Patience for me lives in this similar space because I feel it in my body in the same way. I will obsessively check notifications. I feel that ball of anxious energy sitting in my chest and tightening my throat. I will double and triple check everything. I will find my thoughts obsessively circling, looking for some kind of knowing to land on. Frankly, it's hecking exhausting to be impatient. It is exhausting to feel anxious. And those of you who, like me, deal with anxiety, 
I know we'll be able to attest to that. I'm not sure if you know this, but your brain uses about 20% of your body's energy. So why do we work to put it into further overdrive? Conventional wisdom would ask us to ground ourselves when we're in these kind of heightened states. Grounding can look like checking in with our bodies, noticing our breath, or checking in with each of our our sentences, (laughs) our senses. And while those are deeply helpful things and ones that I use myself very often when I need to get my feet back on land, what I really have been working towards is the ability to cut it off at the source, to not get to that point where I am impatient or anxious. No, instead, I want to maintain my cool and know that I'm safe no matter the outcome before I become fixated on the outcome. How am I working on this, my friend? Well, I am practicing two things, patience and surrender. All right, I am sure I know what you're thinking, skaters. Come on, Elle, you're going to just tell me to work on my impatience with patience? You're right, it's not very profound, is it? (laughs) But when I say patience, I want you to hear trust. Trust that you are moving in the right direction. Trust that the universe has your back. Trust that your most esteemed self is looking out for you. Trust that you are already prepared for the outcome. You see, patience isn't synonymous with waiting, even though it seems that way. Patience is the process of trusting the outcome. It is offering grace to the universe to reveal its hand at the right time. Patience is, in my case, not getting the house because it is not the one that we are meant to make our home in. And I had to remind myself of that as the first offer we put in on a house we ultimately walked away from. As you listen to this, I want you to recognize that by my definition, patience and surrender are like gorgeous fraternal twins. They have a similar genetic makeup, but not the same expression of it. Surrender is about releasing the need to be in control 100% of the time and allowing things to flow around us because we trust that they will land exactly where they are meant to for us for our highest selves, for our greatest good. There is a thought work exercise that I love in coaching where you consider something that you would deem to be a gnarly wipeout on the rocky asphalt of your life. And instead of being pissed off about it, asking instead, how is this the best thing that ever happened to me? Whether or not it is the best thing that ever happened to you isn't necessarily relevant here. This is an exercise about surrendering to that idea, asking your brain and seeing what it comes back to you with in response. Maybe it is that you just weren't ready for that trick or the slope of that hill was too much for you to safely slow down or that you should always check your bearings and wheels before hitting the road. If we think of wiping out as making a mistake or having an unfavorable outcome, then really wiping out is a means of learning a lesson. 
And when you do eventually pull off that stunt or trick or hard pass of road, it's going to feel so much more satisfying. But you have to surrender to the possibility that it may not turn out the way that you hoped when you first pushed off. You might fall down. You need to surrender and then exercise patience with the process. You feel me? When I'm thinking about my partner and I eventually buying our first home, I feel impatient, but it's because I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being able to curate my space to be exactly what I want it to be. I'm excited to be out of the rental market and no longer at the mercy of landlords, but I'm also scared. I'm scared of making the wrong choice, about not holding off long enough or holding off too long, or about not being as ready as I think we are. These two sides of what is almost the same emotional coin, excitement and anxiety, excitement and fear, are what create that impatience an excitement response to my anxiety and to my fear. The way through it, though, is to surrender to the process, to surrender to the knowing that the right house is out there waiting for us and it will come into the market at exactly the right time for us. Surrender is hard, but it is so sweet when we can embrace it, friends. I remind myself of that all the time especially when I feel my impatience coming back in. This will all be worth it because it will be right for us. And I like that thought a whole lot better too. All right, skaters, how do we practice surrender and patience in the face of excitement, anxiety, or impatience otherwise? My best advice here is to start small. Practice detaching yourself from an outcome. Say you're making plans to meet up with a friend for dinner who you haven't seen in a long time and you are excited for the opportunity to catch up. Enjoy that excitement. Sit in that for a minute. Let it bubble all over you. But also say to yourself, if something comes up and we can't do dinner after all, that is okay. Consider what you might do with the time instead if that were the case. Allow that consideration to give you space to not hold resent should your friend need to cancel last minute because their babysitter fell through. Stop allowing the outcome to determine how you get to feel about the friend or about the situation. This is a practice of like learning to let go and to flow and recognizing that The plans that we make sometimes don't always work out the way that we intend, but that might open up space in our schedules that we could put towards something we've otherwise been putting off. If you find yourself unable to detach so easily, try instead to pull yourself back into the present moment whenever impatience surfaces for you. I know we've talked about mindfulness um, and being present in other episodes of this podcast, but it is really such an important skill and one that truly changed my life. Remind yourself that obsessing over the thing will not make it happen any faster. The old watching the kettle boil of it all, right? Consider some of those grounding exercises that we talked about earlier in the episode. Reconnect with your senses. Reconnect with your breath. 
Remind yourself that you are safe and well in your body. That is a mantra, friends, that I use a lot when I begin to feel anxiety bubbling up. I will sit and ground and say, I am alive and well in my body. And just remind yourself that you have a beautiful vessel through which you are experiencing the world. And with your brain, you do get to control and manipulate how you experience the world through it. Being present, you literally cannot be living in the future. And as we talked about earlier, anxiety is living in the future instead of in the present moment in a lot of ways. Barring that you do not, of course, have an anxiety disorder, which is a different thing. And finally, skaters, should all else fail and you find yourself obsessing and flailing (laughs) flailing in wait for what is to come, sit down with your journal or the notes app on your phone or your voice memos app, whatever you're into, and write out the absolute worst case scenario. What would be the worst outcome imaginable for the situation? Go all the way down the rabbit hole. Articulate it all. I guarantee that when you see it on paper or hear it back at yourself, if you're going to do an audio recording, it will dissolve some of the anxiety as you recognize that maybe the worst case scenario isn't so bad after all. There is always a decision to be made. There is always a next step. There is always a path. Surrender to not always knowing where it will lead and celebrate every moment that you are walking on it. You got this, skaters, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight and feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.